So tonight, so last week we talked about this. We talked about how we want to be a family made of friends. And um, here's the deal. It doesn't bother us to, to discuss something we enjoy. Like, it's normal to go to a restaurant. Someone shout out your favorite restaurant. Chipotle! Chipotle. Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, BD's. <clears throat> huh? Olive Garden? Okay. So listen, listen. It's perfectly normal hey, to go to a restaurant and to go eat a great meal. Listen, listen. It's perfectly normal to go to eat a great meal and tell other people about the great food that you just enjoyed, right? Like one of my favorite spots is Thai Spice. I love it. It's so good and it's so excellent. And I tell people that I love Thai Spice. I used to live in Joplin, Missouri, and there's this place there called Hackett Hot Wings. If you've ever been there, I will talk about Hackett Hot Wings, and you must go and get the Greek and the hot and honey wings. It'll change your world forever. So here's the deal. Listen, listen. I've already, I'm already kind of losing my voice, so I need you to hang with me tonight. Like, have you guys ever heard someone talk so much about a movie or like a show, and you're like, I got to watch this now, right? So, and, and so here's the deal. Here's what we're kind of talking about tonight. It's this word called evangelism. Anybody heard of that? Okay, so here's, here's what it is. It's, it's simply like this. Evangelism is you and I having a, a conversation with someone we love about someone else we love, and his name is Jesus. And, and, and one of our core values, our, actually our second core value here is our merge, at Emerge, if you want to write this down, if you're taking notes, because according to scripture, we have to embrace the fact that found people find people. And, and so here's the deal with our values. We want to make these easy to memorize, easy to know, and, and easy to understand. Because we believe that if you have been found in your relationship with Jesus, it's our responsibility to find others and to tell other people about Jesus. So according to scripture, it's impossible to someone say that, for someone to say that they're a follower of Jesus and not be concerned about other people who are far from Jesus. It's not an option for someone or a group of people who are truly following Jesus. It's not an option. <clears throat> we have to be concerned and we have to care for the very people that Jesus was concerned for and that Jesus cared for. So I really do. I want us to be a family made of friends, but if our family isn't growing, and I love that you guys are here. I love that you guys are bringing your friends. I love that you, got, you guys have people here. Um, but it's important that a family grows. So, uh, it, so Jesus, we want people far from Jesus to know about Jesus. Um, and so that's, that's what we're all about. Um, so there's, there's actually four things I want you to catch tonight if you're taking notes. Uh, the first thing, and, and they're all questions, and they're real simple. You can, easy, you can get this easy. And we're going to ask four questions tonight, and I want you to write them down. The first one is this. It's when. It's a one-word question. When. And specifically, uh, what I want to talk about tonight is when did I meet Christ? When, when was maybe some, some of you use the term, when I, was I saved or when was I born again? And um, how, however you want to label that. But the first question, the first thing we're talking about tonight is when. So if you got your Bible, we're going to be in John 1. We're going to start in verse 43. If you didn't, we're going to have it on the screen for you tonight. Um, but I'm going to start. It says this. It says, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. And these next two words that we're about to read are very important. They're so important. It says, finding Philip. See, here's the important thing about this. Philip 
did not find Jesus. Jesus found Philip. And then he said to him, follow me. And this is important here because in that verse we just read, who found who? Jesus found Philip. See, the answer is always Jesus, right? Like it's so to so here's um maybe a strange phrase that I've heard people say, or maybe you've heard this, or maybe you've even said this, and, and no um nothing against you if you've said this, but I've heard people say this, I just need to find myself. Right? I, I've heard I've heard people say that before. I just need to find myself, which is typically someone um trying to cover up or, or to get past something bad that they've done or, or a mistake that they, they're trying to get past. Um, I have never met a person that has found themselves. Like, Jeremy, listen, listen. You'll never guess what happened. I found me. Like, you, you'll never guess. Like, and like, well, okay, well, how did that happen? Well, I was in Target because that's where I like to shop, and I was after some hot Cheetos and some underwear. And because they actually go together. And, and, and I was there, and I was at the checkout line, and so I walked up to me, and, and I said, hey, me, what are you doing? And I said, oh, my gosh, I found myself. That doesn't happen. You, you, can't, you don't find yourself. The, the conversation has never happened, and, and if that has happened, you probably smoke crack. And, um, but the second weird phrase... When someone says, I found God. See, and here's the deal. You didn't find him. God was never lost. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, the reason you are a Christian is because of God. And in his mercy, in his great mercy, he reached down from heaven and found us. See, the Bible describes people who don't know Jesus as lost or as dead or as blind but in Jesus, we're found, and we're alive, and we can see he found us. And here's the problem. If you're in this room, and maybe you have a past, maybe you've messed up, maybe you made some mistakes like I have, you, you know that you needed to be found. If you're lost, maybe, maybe you were like four years old, like in preschool, and all the kids are like doing their lesson, and like you're smoking a crayon and sniffing Elmer's glue. Like, maybe you were just bad from the start. Like, do you know where, like, the, the best missions field is? It's in, in, in America right now. It's our public schools. But I also agree, and I also think that one of the best missions fields is our local churches. There's a lot of us in this room. You've been in church your whole life. You followed all the rules, but you never followed Jesus. There's so many church people. If you were to ask them like that, the, the age-old question, if you were to die right now, and if you were to, would, would do you know if you would go to heaven? Like, I'm, I don't know. I think if a lot of people were honest, that would be their response. I, I, you would never walk up to an unmarried person and ask them, are you married? Their response would be like, they're never, never, their response would never be, I don't know. Like, you would also never walk up to a married couple. Actually, Trayson and Alexis just got married like four or five months ago now. Yeah. So, listen, you would never walk up to Trayson and Alexis and say, um, when did you two get married? And their response would never be, we've always been married. 
That's, that's not how it works. So my question for you tonight is when did you meet Christ? When did you meet Christ? And here's the deal. If I could make someone accept Jesus, if I could make someone get saved. So tonight, if I was putting my son, my youngest son, Jet, to bed, and he's like the coolest kid, if, if, and I was sitting there with him on the edge of his bed and talking to him, and um, I was like, listen, Jet, there's this place. You know, like I'm trying to scare him to death. Like there's this place called hell. And, and there, there's the devil, and there's demons there. And, like, all of a sudden, Kristen jumps out of the closet, and the devil's like, oh! And, like, jump out, like, hissing. And, and I would say, listen, not only are the devils there and demons there, but there's fire. And Kristen's got a blowtorch, and she's like, oh! So, Jet, if you don't want to go to this place, that's hell, and the demons and fire, repeat after me. Like, I could scare someone into following Jesus. But that's not what we want to do. That's not our goal. That's not salvation. Salvation is this. It's when you and I recognize I'm here, here's God, and I could never get my own way to God. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us, to pay for our sins, and to raise again, raise again, raise again in three days. And, and and, and I choose to submit my life and to follow him. That's where I find salvation. It's not through a ritual. It's not through a religion. It's through a relationship with Jesus. My question for you tonight is when did that happen to you? When did that happen for you? I do believe that people can legitimately get saved at a young age. I believe that. But my question is when have you met Christ? See, for me, like my own story, I grew up in church. Like I was born on a Friday and I was in church on Sunday. And actually, I was born like my, my family lived next door to the church and I was born in the house next door to my church and I was at church like two days later. Like my, my parents were pastors. I was raised in a great home. I had amazing parents. I still do. But I didn't be, I would say for me, I didn't really fully commit my life to Jesus. I didn't really fully follow him until I was about 20 years old. And when I made that decision at age 20, I knew, I knew beyond anything else, I knew that there was no turning back in my life. I knew that this is what I was going to do. This is who I was going to be for the rest of my life. And, and here's what I want for you guys. You don't have to wait that long. You don't have to wait. Now, here's what's interesting. Kind of back to our scripture here, what we're talking about tonight. Um, what did Jesus say to Philip? Anybody? Follow he said, follow me, right? So that's our goal as Christians, as followers of Jesus, is to follow Jesus and become like him and do what he does for the rest of our lives. See, I've sat with students before, and I've been a youth pastor for a long time, and, and talking about our relationship with Jesus. And I've, also, I've often gotten answers like, well, I just can't follow all the rules. And maybe you can relate with that. Maybe that's how you feel too. I just can't follow all the rules. And I want you to know tonight that as a pastor, I can't either. I can't follow all the rules. None of us can. That's why we need Jesus. We don't have, to, we, we don't, and, and here's the deal, we don't have a, a list of rules to follow. We follow Jesus and have a relationship with him, which leads us to number two. If you're taking notes, the next question I want you to know tonight is this, who? Everybody say who. who? 
So first thing is when, and then it's who. So Philip is found by Jesus, and then watch this. What's the first thing that Philip did? Verse 44, Philip, like Andrew and Peter, uh, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found who? Nathaniel. Nathaniel, yeah. Remember, Jesus found Philip. Now Philip found who? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. So if you got your Bible, I want you to under that, underline that part. Philip found Nathaniel. Jesus found Philip. Philip found Nathaniel. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Why? Because found people, Philip was found. Found people find people. It's not an option. So it goes on to say this. It goes on to say, um, and he found him and he told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So Jesus found Philip. Hang with me here. Philip found who? Nathaniel. And here's my question, and it's very simple. Who do you know? Who do you know that needs a relationship with Jesus Christ? Maybe someone in this room, maybe someone outside of this room. It may be your family. It may be your friends. It may be people that you work with. Who do you know that needs Jesus Christ? See, our our whole goal in this thing is to help people find Jesus. Maybe you say, but I'm like the only Christian at my school. I was at Impact GV this morning. I know that's not true. But maybe you're like, well, I'm the only Christian at my school. I'm the only Christian in my home. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a great opportunity for you to tell all those people who don't know Jesus about Jesus. I'm the only Christian on my football team. You know, that sounds like a great opportunity for you to tell all those people who don't know Jesus about Jesus. I'm the only Christian on my softball team. Man, that sounds like a great opportunity for you to tell all those people who don't know Jesus about Jesus. I'm the only Christian on my volleyball team. Sounds like a great opportunity. The the government is making you go to a place with a bunch of people who don't know Jesus so you can tell them about Jesus. That's not their plan, that's ours. Maybe you're like, I'm the only Christian at my job. That's a great opportunity for you to tell all those people who don't know Jesus about Jesus. Embrace that. Take that on. Can I get an amen? Amen. So who is it that you know that needs a relationship with Jesus? That's our question. Who? Who is it that you know? Maybe if you're here tonight taking notes, maybe write down a couple names, a couple people right now, so you can begin to put it on your mind, to put it on your heart. Like, I want to pray for these people. I want to talk to these people because I know that they need Jesus. The third thing you need to know tonight is this. It's how. It's how. See, a, a frustrating thing is this. And here's where we get caught a lot of times. And we get frustrated with this. We tell someone to do something but we don't know, tell them how to do it, right? You ever, does that ever frustrate you? Like, hey, go uh, wash the dishes. How do I do that? Like, go mow the yard. I, I don't know. I don't, that's what I get from my kids. Um, go clean your room. I don't know. I don't clean Anyways, so it's, it's frustrating to tell someone to do something but not tell them how to do it. So check this out. Philip was found by Jesus, and then he went to Nathaniel. You, are you tracking with me here? Then he went to Nathaniel, and Philip, he was so excited about this. He went to Nathaniel, and he wanted Nathaniel to have the same experience that he just had. And then the Bible says this in verse 46, and this is uh, Nathaniel talking. He's saying, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? 
Nathaniel asks, and then here's Philip's response. Come and see. He said, come and see, and that's it. That's what he said. So Nathaniel, he was skeptical about Jesus. And maybe you're in this room tonight, and you're skeptical about Jesus too. Philip, he was excited to tell Nathaniel about Jesus. And Nathaniel was like, I don't know, man. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like if you live in uh, Grain Valley, can anything good come out of Oak Grove? Like that's, that's or, or maybe your Blue Springs. Can anything good come out of Independence? I don't know. Um, but that's what, sorry, sorry, guys. Um, Independence people. Um, But listen, listen. This was Philip's approach to evangelism. This is what he said. This is what he simply said. Come and see. Uh, Listen, I I don't know the answers to all your questions. Maybe this is your response to your friends. Listen, guys, I don't know the answers to all your questions, but I, I know Jesus is here. Come and see. Come and check it out. Come and see. Maybe you have friends who are like, I don't know about this church stuff. I, I, don't, I don't really believe. I'm not into religion. Uh, uh, just come and see. Come and check it out. That's why we do Emerge Youth the way that we do it. That's why we have these things going on. That's why we talk about Jesus here. We want to equip you to step outside of these walls and invite your friends so they're here about Jesus. And hopefully, prayerfully, eventually meet him too. You just need to invite someone and say, you know what? Just come and see. Just come and check it out. Come and see. And I want you to know tonight, you get them here, we'll talk about Jesus. We'll talk about Jesus. As you know this, that only 3 to 5% of people who call themselves Christians ever tell someone about Jesus. That's pretty sad. Ever lead someone to Jesus. So let's look at this, verse 47. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So get this, Nathanael went from, can anything good come from Nazareth? To who do you think you are? And then you are the son of God. You, you, are, you are the king of Israel. So how, how did this transition happen for Nathaniel? He went from, I don't like you, to you're my Lord. Philip simply got Nathaniel to a place where he met Jesus, and Jesus changed him. See, the problem with people who don't know Jesus isn't which side they're on politically, isn't what sins they commit. Their their lives are messed up, and the problem is that they don't know Jesus. Jesus changed them by people who are passionate because they believe that found people find people. Our final point here, and this is it, the last question I have for you guys tonight is this, what else? It's simple, what else? See, what, what could have been, that, the question of what could have been is a really scary thought. It's a scary thought. It like makes me think, like, what could have been in my life had he not found me? Like, the, the life that I was living and the path that I was going down as a teenager, as a young adult, like, that was a bad road. And I was in a bad place going nowhere. What could have been? And, and, and here's what happened in my life. I had my best friend who had just overdosed the weekend before. 
show up to my house, knock on my door, and say, hey, man, can we talk? Can we talk? And we go outside. We sit on the curb outside of my house. And he says this, hey, I, I've decided to give my life to Jesus. I'm done with drugs. I'm done with alcohol. I'm following Jesus, and I want you with me. Sitting on a curb outside of my house, I fully and completely gave my life to Christ, and I haven't looked back since. Since then, I, I've seen and I've experienced great and mighty things with Jesus. Check this out. This is the last verse, verse 50. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. Could we have our, our worship team come back up? Or Pastor Nick? You've got to know this. I want, you, I want everyone in the room to know this tonight. <clears throat> everything good in my life, everything good in my life is a result of Jesus in it. My wife, my kids, my church, you guys in my life, everything is the result of knowing Christ. When my best friend Ryan sat down on a curb with me outside of my house, I had no idea in that moment that one day I was going to be a pastor. He just, all my friend Ryan, all he did, he's, he just had the guts to show up to my house and to talk to me about Jesus. If he wouldn't have done that, where would I have been? What would I have done? How many people out there, maybe your friends, future pastors, future leaders, Christians, followers of, future followers of Jesus that we need to invite to have a relationship with Jesus Christ because we believe that found people find people. And I want you to tell you something that will kind of take the pressure off a little bit. Maybe you're like feeling all this weight. It's like, I got to go tell all these people. Listen, let me tell you something that will take the, the pressure off a little bit. You don't save anybody. You're not the one who saves anybody. You're nobody's savior. It's all Jesus. It's all him. It's all about him. He's the one who does the saving. You don't have to have all of the answers. God is okay with all of your, your um, with, all, with your questions. He's okay with, with what you're going through. Like he's okay with you not knowing all of the answers. See, I believe that this group right here, that everyone in this room, and maybe others who are missing tonight, I believe that God can use this group right here as a catalyst to start a movement that unleashes the gospel in your schools and in your homes and in your families, and in your friends. <clears throat> I don't want to be a group of students. I don't want to be a group of people. Sorry, I'm a crybaby. Um, I don't want to be a group that just shows up just to do church, just to play church. I, I love the jumping, the singing, the dancing. I love the fun. I love the youth wars and the color stuff next week. I love all of that. But that's not what gets me to church. That's not what gets me to Jesus. I, I want to be the group that shows up and goes outside the church. And with our lives, we represent Jesus with every place that we go.